friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Braddock USA, masks, native deodorant, and other fancy products, and better help online counseling. Just some things I really believe in. Gonna give you discount codes. I never fail on that. You you try to tell me I've failed once on giving you a discount code. Yeah, that's what I thought. How are you guys doing? Uh, oh gosh, I hope no one is near these crazy fires. I mean, they are, I, I mean, where my parents live in uh, Oregon, uh, I feel like it's probably at least an hour away from um, one of the fires. And they're, I mean, the sun is orange. The sky is filled with ash. My mom said the ash was getting inside the house. Just craziness here um, in the La Quinta area near Palm Springs. Uh, I mean, it's sunny out, but it's not because <laughs> the clouds or like the sky is just covered in ash. It's just, it's just bizarre. And I stupidly went for a walk today because it was, you know, a balmy, cool 95 instead of 122. Um, which actually was not the, the heat wasn't that bad, but I realized, well, not only I get really bad allergies here and not only was it apparently lawn mowing day and I'm literally just getting like, I'm like snorting grass and allergens up my nose, just like a fiend. Um, I was also like sucking in all this horrible smoke from the air. So if I sound a little rough, uh, that's, you know, it's because I had a hard day of partying with grass and smoke particles up my nose it's crazy crazy times um yeah but I hope you guys are staying safe and not you know with with everything going on what the list goes on but uh I thought I would bring uh kind of like a positive approach to the podcast today which is not like it's not like it's negative all the time <laughs> I act like like come on I come on here like Daria remember her remember that cartoon from uh I think it was MTV the volleyball came to her in the opening credits and she just like lightly puts out her arm. God, I love Daria. But uh, yeah, but so here's the, here's my idea for today. So I gave a speech to this really cool um, women's group and company called um, Level, Level Set. Um, and it's a very, very like male dominated industry. Not only is it a tech company, which is male dominated, but um, they sell to this, this, uh, technology is for um, construction workers and construction sites, also super male dominated. But there are a lot of amazing women that work in this field. And so they they formed this women's group to be a support system for each other. And um, the leaders of that group, Jamie, um, asked me to um, do a, a speech a couple days ago to them or a talk um, on how I've survived being in a male dominated industry. And so I was originally going to use the actual audio specifically just from that talk, but um, I went off on a lot of tangents that I think would only make sense if you like saw it via video. Um, and I was kind of nervous to be perfectly honest. Like I, I, I wrote the speech in a matter of like a day and the morning of because it was I had uh, basically my cycle for seven deadly sinners my new true crime podcast please check it out um which also we signed with the morbid network that's so crazy I love I love the morbid girls and that show total side note I need to clearly announce that I guess I will right now so uh seven deadly sinners my new uh true crime podcast that takes down 
shady pastors, preachers, ministers, churches, um, all their scandals, sex scandals, uh, fraud, uh, money laundering, uh, just craziness while they're preaching from the pulpit, the, you know, that they're the moral superiority. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, that season one is like mostly like televangelists and stuff. And then there's some, there's, there's two episodes, I would say, Hosanna Church, which is, it'll, it'll, it's a punch in the gut and Warren Jeffs. They're just, they're trigger warning. It's uh, a lot of, uh, child sexual abuse. Um, those were very hard to write. Uh, and then, so, but the other ones are mostly like money frauds, just in, in, they're buffoons and they also, their stupid antics with their like throwing themselves around their stage and speaking in tongues that sounds like a quote from the lion king um but yeah so that's season one season two though is going to get real dark um it's murderous preachers and i'm not just talking a casual not not that any murder is good but like these are some twisted twisted stories so if you're into true crime please check out seven deadly sinners and yeah just the greatest thing um so the morbid girls from that very popular true crime podcast um, Ash and Elena, they are under uh, the network Audio Boom, which is also what Be Here for a While is under. But then they, um, so let, I try to explain how that would work. It's like NBC is a network, and then under NBC they have other shows. So uh, Morbid and Be Here for a While and Seven Deadly Sinners all under Audio Boom. But Seven Deadly Sinners specifically is under the umbrella of morbid's own network under audio boom does that make sense so they get to choose a selection and they have chosen some awesome ones including seven deadly sinners um of shows they really believe in and uh they want to promote and and partner um with so they chose seven deadly sinners i was absolutely thrilled because i was a guest on their podcast they were a guest on uh here on be here for a while and i just really clicked with them i think they're so down to earth so cool they have you know, very similar work ethic to me, which is we don't stop. Um, in my case, I feel it's a tad unhealthy, but we're working on that. Today was actually supposed to be self-care day, but then I realized I needed to do my podcast. Um, self-care day for me, which was was supposed to mean no, it was never going to be no work, but it was supposed to be, you know, diet level work, light work. But instead, I've just been doing pretty much the same thing all day long that I always do. So, uh, Cause like, I don't even know what self-care looks like. I don't know, like in terms of like, I don't know what chillin' looks like. I, uh, because I enjoy working so much and I'm enjoying doing seven deadly sinners so much that like, and be here for a while. I got a crazy episode for you guys next week for be here for a while, but, um, I, I enjoy doing it so much that to me, it doesn't feel like work. It's just really fun and interesting. So I'm just trying to justify my problem guys. This is. Hey, admitting it is the first step, but I want to bring you guys awesome content. Okay. So back to the speech thing. Sorry. I went off on a really crazy tangent. Um, so I, so I gave a speech and, um, instead of just airing that speech for you guys, I decided I'm just going to deliver the talk to you. And I think, and I hope that you guys can, um, get some motivation from this. I, I, uh, I, I think it was, I think it's good, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you're a woman in a male dominated industry or really in any industry, you know, where just because society, you know, obviously like, you know, women have always been taught to fit in a certain box and, and we, you know, we've been, you know, kind of fighting for rights and whatever for forever. It's just, it's 
it's better obviously than it was in the past but it's still you know still so many industries are male dominated social norms of how a woman should you know be a mother or a career woman how does she do both and all that there's so many opinions from everyone on that that I just wanted to give you some motivation of how I've gotten through that and uh yeah so without further ado let's give it up for Rachel (laughs) O'Brien just announced myself okay I think we all can admit that wearing masks is not like the greatest experience but it's completely necessary in these times and if you're gonna wear them why not wear the cutest most comfortable masks from braddock usa okay so i was so excited to discover braddock usa's masks not only are they made with the most soft comfortable fabric but they also don't make you all sweaty and hot they're very breathable um, and what I like about Braddock USA's face masks is that, is that unlike other masks, they actually feel good to wear. And they do this by using premium upcycled fabrics that are super soft and breathable, like I said. Plus, they have moisture wicking technology to keep your face nice and cool, which is so important right now. I'm living in the Palm Springs area right now, and it's hot, 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 like 122 last week. That's not an acceptable heat. And wearing a mask in that heat it's not super fun, but with Braddock USA, they're breathable and they keep my face cool and they keep me safe. I feel protected, safe, and comfortable in my Braddock USA masks. And they're machine washable and they hold up after dozens and dozens of washes. I've been giving a bunch of them away to my friends and family. They're saying they just keep washing them and using them and they're amazing. And the great thing about Braddock USA is they are helping to keep our planet safe. They are upcycling. So what is that? That means um, upcycled fabrics are brand new existing fabrics that they repurpose for their masks, reducing waste and materials and less waste equals less harm to the environment. And for every purchase using my code, the guys at Braddock are donating masks to those in need. They're just an all around cool company. So go check out their website at braddockusa.com. That's B-R-A-D-D-O-C-K-U-S-A.com. And you'll see they already have great prices. But for a limited time, we're going to hook you up with an additional 25% off with promo code BEHERE on your first purchase. That's 25% off your entire order until the rest of the summer with promo code BEHERE at braddockusa.com. B-R-A-D-D-O-C-K-U-S-A.com. Go check them out. Get some. And from all of us. Let's beat this and move on to better days. Okay. So, like I said, the subject of the talk was being in a male-dominated industry. And I was advocating and am advocating to be more cunning. Embrace all of your skills. So, I know it sounds cheesy and cliche to think a quote can change your life. But sometimes, when you hear something and you need to hear it, and you're ready and open and, and in need of hearing it, it can start a fire in you and it, it can call to you when you need it the most. And I have a very clear moment of this. I had been living in LA for uh, seven to eight years, um, pursuing the dream, you know, all that, having a hundred side jobs while trying to pursue comedy and writing and uh, podcasting and touring and, um, never really booking an acting job, but auditioning the hell out of (laughs) them. Um, Print modeling, never doing that again because I was a defiant, defiant girl when they would say, you need to show up in a bikini. I'd be like, really? Okay, I'm going to stop at internet on the way. Yeah, because that's how much I care about your job and me being skinny. 
wasn't for me. Anyways, so so about seven to eight years, which is an insane amount of time when I think about it, pursue, pursuing a career. Like I could have gone to medical school. <laughs> um, I, I had started to gain steam on like the first major worthwhile, you know, part of my career, which was stand-up comedy. Um, I was, uh, I was invited to perform for the troops overseas, which was the biggest honor and the biggest deal to me. I mean, Bob Hope did that. It was on a much, you know, larger scale that he did it, but it still gave me like a little spark to be like, I'm, I'm really doing this. Like I'm making, well, it wouldn't have been a living at it then, but that was kind of the beginning where I made money on that. Um, and then started opening for people, touring all that, um, but I couldn't at the time, um, couldn't have paid my rent. It's very expensive in LA with just comedy, you know, and, and podcasting. So uh, at the time I had a hundred other jobs. I was uh, managing the apartment building that I lived in, which made my rent only um, $600. 300 if you count the times. No, he did pay every time. I was living with a boyfriend who paid half of it, but <sighs> add that to another list of the failed bad relationships. Um, but uh so I was, I was managing the apartment building I lived in, which basically just means never relax. You never, people are always like, just t- taking your groceries from your car into your apartment. Someone's like, excuse me, um, the light's out in my um, hallway. And I'm like, cool, get a ladder and fix it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, just people always complaining. You just couldn't even make a mistake yourself because they're always watching, you know? And it was a lot of, it was a lot of older people bored people um some were very nice some were real 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 catty real real petty um and really really nosy and I I knew it was that job was not for me anymore when I what did actually start making like real money in comedy and podcasting and one of the women was started was she was screaming at me um that lived in the building for god knows what reasons something that wasn't my fault just like the upper management that wouldn't let me fix something for her um and it, while she was screaming at me, I just I started laughing. <laughs> she goes, oh, you think it's this is funny? And I was like, kind of. <laughs> You're being hysterical. Anyways, side note. So, so I was doing that. And I was the assistant to a, uh, a woman who owned a bunch of real estate. So I was like a personal assistant um, slash executive assistant. But I would like go to the grocery store for her and her mom and her adult sons. Um, sometimes I'd have to drive them to the DMV because they didn't want to drive themselves there. Uh, not that they didn't have a license, but they were just too lazy to like do something they needed to do. And they were like in their twenties. Um, and so, but on top of being her assistant, I, um, I was also helping to build an Airbnb business for her. Cause that was kind of when Airbnb started and she wanted to start renting out some of her apartments on there. So I was doing that on the side, which, uh, basically meant I was on call all night long for, you know, international guests that would check in and didn't understand the lockbox situation in the middle of the night or people that, and these were some beautiful Airbnbs she built, um, people that were unhappy because they didn't like that the sheets were white or something really dumb. So it was always people complaining to me. Um, but I was able to, um, do most of that job remotely when I tour. That was part of my deal with the lady I worked for. I was like, fine, you can pay me absolute dog crap. Um, but I get to go on auditions when I want. I, if I get a stand-up gig, I get to go. And so I was gone the entire month of, I think it was in October, um, touring for the troops. And, but I just had to keep working the entire time. So 
I was literally performing in Kosovo of all places and about ready to go on stage. And halfway around the world, I would be getting a, a call that a toilet was clogged in West Hollywood. And this would happen like literally right before I was going to go on stage and all like on all these military bases. And I just had to go on stage and at least like appear successful for the troops. And not that I wasn't successful, but like, you know, they're probably thinking like, wow, like, I mean, they would even have us like sign, you know, photos and stuff afterwards. And I'm like, D- they don't know that guys, you're doing better than I am. Trust me. Um, but, uh, I had to just kind of use, and that would happen though for years even after that in LA when I was like performing on shows with like David Spade, Judd Apatow, like, holy crap, I just want these people to think I'm cool. Um, but hold on real quick. I gotta, um, I gotta leave the green room because, uh, you know, someone's, there's a spider in someone's bathroom. I don't know. Um, but I heard a quote by Larry Miller, an actor and comedian around that time. And I know it sounds corny, but it meant so much to me that said, keep swinging with both hands and keep smiling and keep saying, how do you like that? I'm in show business and I'm never leaving. I loved that quote so much that I had it painted by a friend on a canvas so I could see it every day. And it's still hanging on my wall to this day. And it's also to this day, the, the name on the alarm on my phone. So, you know, you can name, you know, if it's like 8am and you, you can name it on your iPhone. The name of it is keep swinging with both hands, which is what I woke up to the morning at 6am to finish the speech to, um, give it to those ladies and to now to you guys. Um, And I tell you about that quote because that quote will come up for me again when I was treated really badly by a male counterpart in the comedy business. And I I just wanted to cry and not get back up on stage. But I reminded myself to keep swinging and keep smiling. Um, And so I guess this part, you know, is is more directed specifically at them. But then I said in the speech, I, I want you to know that I'm proud of you guys for staying in the game. But I'm proud of you guys, my listeners, too. All of us are working so hard and adapting to this new crazy world of working from home. And I know so many of you have kids at home and a husband that's like all of this. It's I want you to know I'm proud of you for staying in the game, despite the fact that you may be in a male dominated industry and you may um you may have lost your job and you may during this time and you may have had to adapt and to, you know, figure something else out to pivot. Um, a lot of people don't like that word, but I, I like it to pivot. Like I, you know, I, I obviously lost, um, with no touring. I mean, that's half my income, um, immediately in, in March I had to cancel all my shows, but I, I, I pivoted in a sense. I, I created a second podcast, which I, I truly believe God rewarded me for, not wallowing and just persevering and you know I I uh I got to sign with some women I really respect in on their network so yeah I I'm proud I just want you guys to know I'm proud of you as well I talked to you a lot of on Instagram and I know you know I know the certain struggles you're going through even in like your dating stories I'm proud of you for still persevering through this horrible time for dating well I think some people are actually enjoying it more I don't know Native deodorant and native products have become one of the most important parts of my self-care routine because not only 
are they healthy for you but they smell incredible to the point where like I don't really even wear perfume anymore because I'm like I just love the way my native deodorant smells it's delicious and it is a great way to treat yourself and take care of your body. My Native deodorant doesn't just block odor better, it's made better. Native has ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. Did you know that aluminum forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating? That's why Native never uses ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. Switching to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on odor protection. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. And with over 10 scents, including rotating seasonals, Native has something for everyone. Their most popular scents are coconut and vanilla. Love that one. That's kind of like how I entered the Native family. But then I switched to lavender and rose, which is, I think, my favorite. It smells... Oh, it's just heavenly. Cucumber and mint, which I use there, the cucumber mint body wash, and citrus and herbal. I just love the way these smell. You can tell it's just a better quality product. And Native is risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping within the U.S., plus free 30-day returns and exchanges. See why so many people love Native and check out the over 14,000 five-star reviews. Um, so do what I did and make the switch to Native today by going to Native Dio, that's N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash be here, or use promo code be here at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedio.com slash be here, or use promo code be here at checkout for 20% off your first order. I truly believe you're going to be obsessed with the products. And by speaking to you guys many times on Instagram, uh, via email, um, when I when I was touring, when we, we, we could all be in person uh, after my shows, um, I can tell that so many of you guys are already relying on your cunning female intuition. And I want you to never apologize for tapping into your cunning instincts. Rewire that part of your brain that society has programmed to think that you need to be kept down and to fit into a box. And I think be more cunning. And I know cunning can be an intense word, but I don't mean it in the way where you use it to manipulate people. You don't need to do that. You don't need to undercut or complain because you're better than that. You're more cunning than that. So I'm encouraging you to use what you've already been given but have been told to suppress and do it with the artful approach that only a woman can. Play on your feminine. Silently stoke that pent-up flame of oppression and use it to fuel you while you slyly smile your way into success. Okay, so I know that does sound very controversial and I'm not saying to, you know, stuff down your anger or emotions to present yourself as the pretty little package people want. I'm telling you to do it for you. Not showing all your cards is a means to an end and that end is your success and paving the way for the success of your daughters, nieces, sisters, and friends. So you're not faking it till you make it for other people. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it to fast track you to the level of success that you want without being ammo for people being like, gosh, she's so angry. You know, don't give them that ammo. Use your soft skills to open the doors for using the hard skills that you already know deep in your soul that you have. So hard skills, meaning, um, like your outright in your face superior skills, such as being the best saleswoman, the best app developer, or the most intelligent fin financial executive, or the most creative designer, or 
any of those things, the best cook, um, those are all wonderful. And you already know you have those, but maybe you're wondering how to get others to view you as the best of the best, specifically your male counterparts who have been taught and ingrained with the idea of either thinking less of you, insecurely viewing you as better and wanting to take you down to save their ego, or kindly and instinctually wanting to protect and nurture you from criticism, failure, or other men in the workforce. But I'm here to tell you, you're comfortable with criticism. You embrace it. You've learned how to filter out the ill-intended and only soak up the constructive worthy ones to add to your repertoire, but never let it slow you down. And if you're not there yet, trust me, you'll get there. It does come a little bit with age. It does come a little bit with like maybe being beaten down a little bit too much. And you're just like, I don't care what they think of me, really. I mean, unless it's good. I mean, one of the things I had to change about my podcast, some, sometimes people would just leave straight up mean reviews that really had nothing to do with anything. But one of them that came up early on a lot is that I interrupted my guests. And I appreciated that. It was something I needed to work on. I'm not perfect with it. I still do it. But it's it's something that I, I was appreciative of that constructive criticism. I, I needed it, frankly. Um, so back to the soft skills. Your soft skills you've second-guessed, I would imagine. These involve dependability, adaptability, willingness to learn, but more importantly, empathy. You, you think that you shouldn't be, if you know, if you want to succeed, if you want to get to the top of whatever industry you're in, you're probably like, I can't be empathetic. I got to, I got to hustle and fight and, and, you know, white knuckle it. No, you don't have to be a shark to succeed and win. Actually, what you need to do is tap into your natural feminine instinct and empathize, listen, and nurture your way into success. And I, I think you already know that, but from, you know, the years of just probably, you know, fighting your way through college or, or, or whatever, or, you know, getting a job and feeling like, oh, I got to put on this, this, this mask. So people think of me as like, not this little like, girl that doesn't know anything, you know? And when I was giving this talk to the girls at the level set company, um, I did read a few of their reviews to them that I saw online and they were overwhelming in the praise of, I mean, sure, you know, a lot of the the men that these customers encountered received praise, you know, but because, you know, honestly, when is a straight white 30-something male going to catch a break in this world? We have to mention that. Um, No, but what stood out for me was the overwhelming gratitude the customers had for the women they spoke to. I know this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but it really did show me, like, there were reviews that, that... that were like, hang on to that girl. She she changed everything for me. She's fantastic. She she's my go-to girl. I truly love talking to her. All this stuff. Women really are crushing it right now, and it is our time to shine. So, I think, I'm, and I'm um, relating this to you guys as well, that you are already using your emotional intelligence as well as your intellectual intelligence, and I think that that's what makes women unstoppable. You're a cunning chameleon, an astute advocate, and an unapologetic trailblazer. And like I said earlier, you may have deemed these skills as manipulative, you know, or maybe even too girly when you've spent so much time developing your hard shell as an engineer, saleswoman, manager, that you either led with a tough, stiff, hardened approach or an outright over-the-top rebellion of fitting in or conforming in a, mer- in a male world. And I, but I, that, I love that about re- rebels. I'm not advocating don't be a rebel. I'm saying be a rebel in a different 
way, a more cunning way, a way that slides into the conversation and influences the powers that be to bend towards you and trust you, not because you begged them for your trust and respect. No, because they already gave it to you. They were subtly influenced by your talent, intelligence, ability to multitask and nurture while still getting the job done. I'm telling you to finesse instead of bulldoze. So I became cunning early in my career because I had to. I chose a career that could actually be incredibly dangerous for a woman to be in, stand-up comedy. You know, you're out late at night, you're around comedians, bar goers, people with a lot of demons, and you're by yourself, many times on the road in a random city, and you have to learn to be cunning for your own safety. But it translated into every aspect of the business for me. I, like, I've always liked a lot of things that guys like, um, or I can at least banter or fake my way through the conversation. Um, so even if I didn't love classic rock like I actually do, I, I could sort of recognize and learn how to survive in a male-dominated situation. Um, but that, that was part of, in this world of comedy, you know, succeeding, not being so like, don't, I don't care, I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's such a stupid example, but like, you know, no one wants to hear about Taylor Swift over and over. Like, hey, ask them about something boyish or just have your own like rebuttal or in, listen, those guys are probably getting in their car and screaming Taylor Swift at the top of their lungs, but they're, you know, pretending that they don't. Um, but it is about not being, you know, just maybe flagrant in your rebellion. It's, it's okay to fit in and, and to finesse your way and, 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 you know, banter have it to to not be angry about the situation but to to play to play the game and I'm not saying lead with sexuality don't lead with sexuality sure that will get you somewhere but it's not the place you inevitably want as your legacy you know you want to be respected and sought after you not ammo for gossip right and number two don't show your anger or militant irritability about the struggles of being a woman again controversial I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for feminism. I am a feminist. I'm, that is not what I'm saying. Um, I agree with you, but let me present an alternative. Hold that combative spirit in your heart and let it guide you into presenting your sale pitch, ground shaking idea with your cunning female intuitiveness and never let them know what you're thinking. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I mean, we can all, I mean, with the unprecedented times we're in, not only is there a global pandemic and social unrest, now the planet is burning. There's a lot going on and we need to be able to talk to someone. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. And with BetterHelp, this is so cool. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. That's so incredible. BetterHelp just wants you to start living a happier life today. 
Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. People are so thrilled with better help. They're feeling better. I felt better within, I think my first session, I was like, I love this therapist. I feel like I got a new friend. I'm feeling so much better just by getting some stuff off my chest. So visit betterhelp.com slash be here. That's better H E L P dot com slash be here and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 States. So for be here for a while listeners, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash be here and never let them know what you're thinking. And if you don't feel like there is a female mentor in your field to look up to, um, because maybe there's just not a lot in your field, be that mentor, you know, know that you belong in the position that you've earned and the, the company you've created, the relationship that you're in, you are your own mentor and you are going to be an incredible mentor for the women that follow you. And this isn't a zero-sum game. Just because someone gets something does not mean that you won't. Don't compete with your female counterparts. Bring them up the ladder with you. And I also argue don't compete with anyone but yourself. Um, and here's the story I mentioned earlier that where I had to remind myself to keep swinging with both hands and to remind myself I'm in show business and I'm never leaving. And you're in whatever business that you're in, and you're not leaving. No one's going to kick you out. You are tough. So here's what happened. So years, a couple years, maybe four years ago, um, there was a charity show at um, a big comedy club in LA. And uh, I actually think it was for uh, the troops as well, oddly enough, Um, unrelated to when I toured before for them. But um, the the booker for the club uh, basically... I don't, he, he didn't choose us for the show necessarily. He was just, um, because it was like an outside book show. So I think, I believe that the comedians chosen for the show were chosen through the charity and maybe in combination with him as well. But all I know is that leading up to this charity show, my name was mentioned in almost every single social media post promoting the show. It, there was no doubt that I was on it and there was no doubt that they were using my name. I mean, I don't, it sounds so stupid to say, but my name is like a draw to come to the show. And I was so, uh, I was so proud of myself because I was the only woman on the lineup, which is actually though insulting enough to some female comics I've come up with that are actually way funnier to me and deserve to be there as well. But that's, that's the sad world of, of stand-up comedy. Sometimes there was, one girl amongst about 25 comics because we were doing really short sets. Um, just one. And I felt really, really proud, really proud to be there. But even with the backing of it, my uh, my uh, PR girl came there. I had PR at the time. I mean, who am I kidding? No one cares, Rachel. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but even with like her like kind of being an advocate for me, whatever, I showed up to the club that morning, it was a morning show because it aired um, on the radio as well. Um, and so excited to be there. But I showed up and the lineup, which is uh, decided by that that booker, that manager there, whom, whom I've known for years, um, 
my name wasn't on the list. So right away, I, I felt like I wasn't welcome or I didn't belong. And and it made me more nervous. Like, well, as, is he not going to tell me where I'm going in the lineup so I can get my head right, you know, five minutes before? Is it just, is this, you know, I'm thinking, is this like a way to like, have me make a fool of myself because you're, you know, I got your mom on my toes the whole time, like nervous. Like not only is my self-esteem lowered because I, it, it was very clear I wasn't welcome. Um, and this wasn't just a try. You're, you're going to hear in a second. This wasn't just an accident. Um, you know, I was like, is this an attempt? So I have a bad set because, you know, I, I didn't feel good about myself once that happened and is it to also throw me off because I don't know where and they're just going to call my name at some point um I will say though that two male comics on that show that day showed me incredible kindness um and respect and they're some of the nicest most respectable guys in the business I'd like to give them a shout out both Michael Yo and Josh Wolf they both showed extra care for me and wanted me to feel as comfortable as they did. So I hope that you don't think that this is like a man bashing thing right now. It's not because there are a lot of great men in every industry that empower women and, uh, you know, have been some of my best friends in the comedy industry are, are a lot of men. Um, but they, so they kind of went out of their way to be like, do you want me to, do you want me to talk to the club? And I was like, no, no, it's fine. And then eventually that booker, um, came over. Maybe one of those guys did say something, um and I was standing near the list and I was like uh hey am I am I not on the show I they I mean I they promoted that I was it was everywhere for weeks leading up to this he's like oh no you are and I was like where why am I not on the list he's like oh I'll just let you know like when you and I was like what why wouldn't you put my name on the list and he was very dismissive of just like just you'll, you'll figure it out we'll 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 figure it out like not even apologetic for the fact that it was disrespectful and not nice. So when he walked away, I, uh, I wrote my name on the list and took a photo because I wanted to remember that I was on this list with a lot of really big, really successful comics. And I was really proud of myself. And that was the moment when I realized that I was going to be the biggest advocate for myself. And I began booking my own shows. I decided I was going to have a radical belief in myself because no one is going to fight for you the way you will fight for yourself. I mean, hell, if I'm going to open for a male comic, for example, this has happened before, and I bring most of the audience because they either are you guys like listen to my podcast and stuff, but I'm being paid half to a fraction of the money. Well, no, I'm going to grab that headlining spot now because I'm the one making the money for the club. And so with that radical belief in myself, I, uh, I, uh, I, I went full steam ahead to the point where I actually <laughs> even pretended not the assistant story before, before, but when I was started booking my own shows, I, um, I, uh, pretended I had like an assistant. I made up an email for her. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want if any of these clubs listen to this to be like, oh, she, she faked that. Um, and I was, I would send emails to hundreds of places across the country across the world actually Natasha and I when we did our European tour we booked the whole thing ourselves the whole dang thing we emailed either as ourselves or sometimes I would use the the fake email address and and get ourselves in the door we booked and made money on a European tour all by ourselves and uh yeah I mean honestly I was a little nervous that I'd get called out for it but who cares like who hasn't done something like that 
you're all you all are thinking like no that's really weird and creepy Rachel but I don't care I it, but it worked it worked half half the shows originally when I started touring I'd booked myself eventually this wonderful woman named Linda started helping me book but I most most of the things that I have gotten in the entertainment industry I got myself there was a lot of help from certain people at certain points and you know um uh, relationships and things you know like you know how everything happens but but yeah a lot of it was advocating for myself and so I am encouraging you guys to be your biggest advocates you know be be bold that's the best thing you can be and it's okay to be nervous the, at the end of the speech there was like a Q&A and the uh, a lot of them were asking me like well what do I do because since you're a public speaker you do stand-up comedy um uh, and how maybe you can give me advice on how not to get nervous before I give like a speech at work or have to address like a team of salespeople. And my actual advice to uh, the girl that asked was, it's okay to be nervous. You naturally are going to be nervous for something that is a exciting. And I asked her, I said, I said, after you give the speech, for example, and it goes well, do you feel an incredible high afterwards where you're like, I'm I'm awesome. I nailed that. Like that's the high you're chasing is how you feel afterwards. And yeah, you're going to be nervous. I mean, I think it's Chris Rock or someone said that he still to this day feels like he's going to throw up before he gets on stage every time. That is so normal. So I think instead of being like, oh, like how do I get over my nerves? Like do it like, no, maybe just accept that it's okay to be nervous and you'll get through it. And that nervousness actually oftentimes your body doesn't know the difference between being nervous and excited sometimes. So your body could just be excited and you're interpreting it as nervous. It's, it's, it's okay. That's really normal. I mean, I even remember stand-up comedy I get less nervous for than I did like I had to give a speech at a friend's wedding. I thought I was going to absolutely die. I was like, everyone hates me. They know I was fat when I was a kid. They know I, I, do they, are they looking at me weird? What's happening? Um, that was way more nerve-wracking for me, but... Regardless, my point is everyone gets nervous. And if you want to be as successful as, you know, I believe a lot of you want to be in any facet of your career, life, relationships, uh, you know, creative thing, blogs, whatever you're working on, I believe that you have to grab your own headlining spot. Don't wait for someone to tell you that they'll give it to you. You already deserve it. And it's time for you to grab what you so damn well deserve. So I hope you guys got some inspiration from that. Uh, basically, it was the most of the speech that I gave to the ladies at Level Set, but I thought I would share it with you all. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, DM me if you want to chat more at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N on Instagram. And uh Yeah, thank you so much for listening. You guys are fantastic. I'm always here for you, and I love you. Bye.